war. We don't know his name. Money, weapons, intel. He's planning something. Sergeant McDavish, welcome to the City of Souls. There are few here to uphold the law, and many of those who resist corruption disappear. Terrorism is good for business. As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no real war on drugs. We've got bigger problems. We're not one for one and lost for Keros. We're a team. I want to know how many they have and where they intend to use them. Y'all got a clear picture? All set. These things take planning and preparation. These things take violence and timing. I can do both. Go, Johnny! Get out of there! You're the commander of a foreign terror organization. I can say the same to you. Digitally pre-order Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and play the campaign up to a week early. Brockton is proud to be the city of champions. With a rich sports history, Brockton is the hometown of boxing greats Rocky Marciano and marvelous Marvin Hagler. The city's athletic legacy continues with the success of Brockton High School sports teams. Known for athletic excellence and good sportsmanship, the BHS athletic program was selected as the number one athletic program in Massachusetts by Sports Illustrated. The school's Brockton boxers have been a longtime powerhouse in high school football. In fact, the BHS football program has been regarded as one of the most storied, successful, and dominant high school football programs of all time. The BHS boys soccer team recently won their first state championship in 2017, leading them to be ranked seventh on USA Today's list of top high school soccer teams across the country. These are just some of the many reasons why Brockton is the city of champions. The worst snowfall in its history a raging blizzard that came in on winds of up to 100 miles an hour, bringing death and destruction to the whole region. Declaration. What we believe is happening, Carl, is that the president is likely to invoke the Stafford Act here. That's a uh, procedure that was initially started back in the 1970s to deal with national disasters, and it unlocks funding from the federal government for FEMA to respond in localities that have been hardest hit. In this case, the possibility is that you're looking at a national uh, declaration. Of ordered the U.S. Army to go in and do whatever it could to help. A report from Providence. Centers on the state of emergency declared this morning in Buffalo. This center's Mike explains. From across Massachusetts, uh, were in places like this. They boarded about two dozen buses and then they left from your Springfield, Braintree, and here in Melrose.
critters in the front yard ever feel like you're in the front lines? You buy tons of name brand camp killers that swear up and down they'll take out the problem first spray. Well, our intel says otherwise. Forget all that. Call us, Old Colony Pest Control. Tell them that Red Revere sent you. We handle commercial and residential pest control needs. Take care of anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Call us at 774-400-5993, and we'll bring in the big guns. You cut me off, you son of a b Get the out that car! Get the out right now! I'm gonna tear you a new Come on! Yeah! I'm a big hey, I, I didn't know it was you. Five days ago, a viral outbreak had happened in the city of New York that has continually started to spread quickly through the streets. At first, it appeared to be another strain of the COVID-19 disease and was being treated as such, but quickly it has become apparent that this is not COVID-19. It is a fast-acting viral strain that it infects the host immediately, and upon getting sick, the infected will become racked with coughs, sweat profusely, and start to get the shivers and chills while forming a temperature that rises upwards of 105 degrees. After an hour of contracting this sickness, the infected will immediately convulse into an epileptic seizure before expiring and dying. One hour after that, however, the infected will start to move again, but there will be no registered pulse or other form of life, and the infected will instantly become extremely aggressive and attack any nearby non-infected in an attempt to pass on the disease. All citizens are advised to remain in your homes and to not leave under any circumstances at all. National Guard forces are currently deployed, and all local law enforcement are tasked with taking down any aggressive infected they come across. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
All right, we're clear. Like four weeks into this now, I mean, we're ready to go on because um, I know the activity has been kind of crazy today. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but can we can we keep this great? Can I go live? Are we all set? Good. Yeah. All right. Let me go. Live. All right. All right. All right. All right, it's your boy Sister One broadcasting live for the City of Champions. You are watching the booth. We are four weeks in to the zombie apocalypse that's been raging outside the studio. As you guys can see here, I'm going to just kind of give you guys a look as to what's been going on here. Studio. Kind of crazy. This is, this is the site going on right now outside of Sinister One Studios. Uh, the zombies have been gathering more and more every week. Um, as you guys can see, we're, we, you know, we've got some security around the perimeter of our, of our, of our location. Um, but um, I'm going to have to keep an eye on this during the show. As you guys saw, we had a emergency broadcast to kind of give you an update as to what's going on here outside of since one production studios and um everybody who's in the chat holding on with me hanging out george bain v marie dave haggerty what's going on you guys trying to hold it down let's see what we can do here and get it done um so big thanks for everybody who's tuning in and has been holding it down for us for the last three weeks of this zombie apocalypse and as i said this is the last week of the zombie apocalypse I'm, I'm trying to get out of here tonight. Um, like I said, there's been some issues with the zombies outside stirring up, and I'm just going to try to get through this show tonight, people. So, um, so bear with me. My nerves are kind of tense right now, but we're going we're gonna to try to do this, okay? All right? So just, just bear with me. Um, big thanks for everybody for tuning in. My sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. If you have a broken Xbox controller, you know, you could... You could could, you could try to get it out, Michael. Um, I'm not sure how he's holding up, how he's doing during this zombie apocalypse. Um, I don't even know if he's fixing any controllers during this time. Um, so I, I just I just don't know. Deanna um, Marie, it's personal. Available now everywhere streaming. We still have internet and stuff, so there's really no reason. You know, when you get caught up in your feelings and you need to just kind of get away from this whole zombie apocalypse thing, um, just reach out, grab her music, it's streaming everywhere. Yeah, Marie, it's personal. It's available now everywhere. Um, tactical target systems. You know, I thought this was a joke. You know, every week on the show, I talk about tactical target systems and going down to the range and utilizing these zombie targets. I thought this was a big joke. Yeah, well, the joke's on you, Sinister One. You've got a full-blown zombie apocalypse. The zombies have been building up for the last three weeks. I just don't, I just, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. It doesn't seem so funny right now asking Don Robinson to order some targets I, I just said just you know point um i love boston sports as you guys can see got my i love boston sports monster mascot for all the new england teams i've also got my 28 to 3 i love boston sports baseball cap the reason why i got this on tonight is for all those uh bailey zappy fans now you all know how the atlanta falcons fans felt got that ultimate high came down low we're going to be talking we're going to be talking about that in the sports booth um old colony pest control veteran-owned carbonell residential commercial if you got pests that's probably the least your worries right now 
Um, I'm not sure if Carl Bunnell is hunting zombies right now, but he is licensed and insured. So if for some reason you may have some pests, you, you gotta you gotta get it on there. Kevin Dreffies, I see you out there. What's going on? Um, we gotta get right into the news booth. We're gonna get into the news booth right now. Um, Oliver Ames bomb threat leads to evacuation of Oliver Ames High School and other Eastern schools were put into lockdown. Um, the school received a bomb threat sometime around 1, 12.30, 1 o'clock. The school went into lockdown. They started evacuating. Other Eastern schools nearby were put into lockdown. It's a very scary situation. I'm glad nobody was hurt. Nobody was injured. And one thing I know for sure, um, when you call in bomb threats, they catch you. They catch you. They've been, they've been catching people for years. It's the most dumbest, stupidest thing that somebody could do is call in a bomb threat to a school or a business or, or anything like that. Um, it is crazy stuff. Maggie Penny is in the chat. Maggie is going to be in the show November 1st. She's running for the Southeastern Regional Vocational Technical High School. It's my alma mater. I graduated in 84. She's running to be on the, um, the committee there. So great to see her in the chat. But she will be on the show next week. Um, and I can't wait to have her on. Kevin Jeffries is out there in the chat. What's going on, sir? Um, if you want to try to jump in here and link up, I know you got the situation, the zombie situation out there in Ohio is, is pretty rough also. Um, if you're trying to get on here with me and we can link up and do like maybe a dual <laughs> broadcast or something, um, so we can see what the zombie situation is out there. Um, let me know, Kevin. Um, if not, we will go solo and I will bring you on next week. But, um, also, before we came live, on top of the zombie apocalypse, California suffered a 5.1 magnitude earthquake in San Jose area at this time. As I said, there's, there's no reports of injuries. There's no reports of damage. You know, one thing is is, is is dealing with the zombie apocalypse, and now you've got an earthquake on top of that. My prayers and blessings are going out to San Jose, California right now during this time. Uh, also, Arizona. While we're dealing with this zombie apocalypse, they've also got early poll voting, voting in Arizona. Here's what's something that pisses me off. We have Arizona idiots intimidating people at the early polls. Look at these gentlemen here. They they pull up to the uh, ballot boxes and they're fully armed. They've got weapons. That's intimidation. Anybody who's worked the polls will tell you that you can't come to vote and intimidate people. Coming to the ballot box with weapons... Is intimidation. It's voter intimidation. So these knuckleheads are just idiots. And then there's one picture that you can't see here. The one gentleman, he's there with his weapons, and he's got the America, a piece of the American flag covering his license plate, so you can't see who he is or identify who he is because he's covered it. Now, this is the hypocrisy of some of these dumbass idiots. This is the hypocrisy of these guys. You all talk about everybody's rights. Y'all talk about this country. Y'all talk about the love for the flag. But yet the first thing you dumb MFs do is you desecrate and, and mutilate the flag and treat the flag wrongly. You disrespect the flag, you dumbasses. You rip a flag up halfway to cover your plate. That's disrespecting the flag, dumbass. When you're driving in your Dodge Ram with a big-ass American flag all tatted and ripped in the back of your truck. That's disrespecting the flag. What do you want? You can't have your your your, your hypocritical Trumpism cake and eat it too. You know? We're going to get into this hypocriticalness 
when we get into the sports. But these guys are showing up at the polls in Arizona. It's not just Arizona, though. It's happening all over the country at the early polls. These nitwits are showing up with weapons and trying to intimidate people from dropping their votes at the ballot box and things of that sort. It's got to be stopped. It's got to be stopped. It just can't keep happening. These guys, these people are just straight idiots. Idiots. Can't can't believe it. Let's get into the legal booth. In the legal booth. Right here in Boston. Here's another one of these idiots that I'm talking about. Um, in Boston, in Woburn, Mayor Scott Galvin and Chief Robert Rufo Jr. has announced the completion of a Woburn Police Department internal affairs investigation where they found Officer John Donnelly violated multiple department policies because he is a white supremacist. He is also involved in white supremacist groups. He also set up travel and some of these other things to head down to the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, which you guys remember, someone drove through the crowd and killed people there in 2017. Probably was using this police email. He's get that that's how hypocritical and dumb these these people are. They they're they're they they have this certain mentality. He you know he was caught and he's now been decertified. He's no longer gonna be a police officer. Here's the scary thing. I actually talked to my guys, my legal guys. I talked to R Squared, Robert Resnick, and Ken about this. And here is the here's the scary thing. The scary thing is is that once this guy is decertified and he's fired from the police department, you're not, you're not going to know where he's going to go. And this is a point that Robert brought up. And they're going to be on here the second week of November because they're going to be on during the election uh, voting on November 9th, um, 8th. Um, so they won't be on the first of the month. But Robert brought up a good point. You can't keep tabs and track these people anymore. That's the scary thing. You can't keep tabs and track these people. So they go into hiding where they're kind of considered heroes by their people. But here's the thing. Um, Officer Donnelly's, now his arrest records and things of that sort, his court stuff, all has to be looked at. Why? Because he's a white supremacist. In other words, that he may have been booking people or arresting people or giving people tickets simply based on his hatred of people of certain color or of certain race. So all of this stuff that he's attached to now has to be attached. Once again, the understanding of the BLM movement, not the BLM organization, because I like to get it right, people. I like to get it right. That's the whole purpose of the BLM movement. Not giving any love to the organization because there's been a lot of dirt, and I've seen it from day one. But that movement, I, I, I F with. I F with the movement because it is real. I, I experienced it myself in Milton many times. So um, the fact that they're going to pull his records and see... Um, there might be some people who might be getting a notice or whatever to let them know that their their rights were were um, were offended and were not given properly. So we'll, we'll see. I'm going to have my guys come on. We're going to talk about this. But I see you guys in the chat. Uh, DJ Boom in the chat. Yeah, it's not one Martin Winfrey. I don't know what happened here. I went live. I don't think it's a zombie issue. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just something that I didn't update when I posted the show. I did go live. Uh, playing Call of Duty, um, and um, I did, I thought I changed everything. So if you tuned in and you thought I was going to be playing Call of Duty, I'm not. 
It's Tuesday night. It's the booth. It's a show. Also in the legal booth, Brittany Griner's appeal for a nine-year prison sentence has been denied, which means she will now serve the nine years unless they end up cutting a deal and releasing her for a Russian prisoner. Right now, Russia's got a lot of other stuff going on to be worried about Brittany Griner's ass. Just real talk, real talk. U.S., they got a lot of stuff going on right now with this Ukraine and what has popped up, and we're going to be talking about that in the Ukraine invasion section of the booth as to why they're not worrying about her right now and getting her home either, either or, either. All right? Um, Giselle Bunchen moves on. Here's the picture right here. This is Giselle Bunchen's first modeling photo after the announcement of filing, getting ready to file for divorce from Tom Brady. Giselle Bunchen has now signed with the top number one Brazilian jewelry company out of Brazil. She will be a spokesperson and a model for their jewelry. So see, she's over 40. She come right out the gate and she landed. Boom. She landed somebody like that. Boom. Remember what they said when people were talking about Tom Brady and her, she got more money. She got more money in this divorce. And guess what? She's going to protect that money. She's going to protect that money because he's just a football player. He ain't getting his money until he starts his broadcasting contract. Then he'll get all of his money. But right now, he don't. She's the breadwinner. And right there, boom. Look, look, look. She's been a mother for all this time. And look at her. Boom. She looks like she hasn't lost a beat when it comes down to modeling. She got the she got it all set. Boom. Oh, yo. So I'm supporting her because I, I think Tom Brady is an idiot. I think he's an idiot for what he did. And and when he dropped his whole little thing this week and thought it was funny about, um, you know, not retiring, I'm, I'm, I'm not retiring and chuckling. That was, a, that was to me, that was a F you to Giselle and your kids, bro. That wasn't, I don't, look, don't get me started. I got to get into that in the sports booth. Uh, Steve Bannon, longtime Trump ally. Well, maybe he isn't such a Trump ally because he got sentenced to four months of prison. He's going to pay a ton of fines. And I'm pretty sure he gave up some information on President Trump, his buddy. So he could get those four months. Because right now, they, they, they're turning people out. They're fining them. They're taking their millions away from them. Um, they're putting them in jail. Steve Bannon, he knows he don't want to be in jail a long time. He knows that. He knows that. He's going to end up right next to Mike Lindell. Nope. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Alex Jones, you're going to be broke like Alex Jones. We're going to talk about people getting broke. <laughs> uh, January 6th panel, shortly after Steve Bannon was sentenced to the four months. They issued the subpoena to Donald Trump, President Trump. He's going to have to appear before this panel now. And it's going to be great TV. If he if he goes, he's going to melt down. He's going to, he's not trusted, believe me. Donald Trump is going to lose his mind. Lose his mind. So, um, entertainment booth. And I've got something special for you guys in the entertainment booth. When we close out the entertainment booth tonight, because this is the special Halloween edition of the booth, I'm going to have the top five black guy deaths in horror, whether it be TV or whether it be movies. Kevin Jeffries, I see all you guys in the chat. Get ready for this because I need you guys in the chat. That I need to let you know. Let me know if you agree with me, my thoughts, or or whatever when I put this list out there. Because lately, when people leave, 
when people drop top five lists, they get a lot of hatred. But but I'm not gonna lie. Some of the lists y'all be dropping, some of the top five like rapper lists or some of the top five whatever lists. And don't put that little asterisk and then put like some type of little thing as to why you got these five. I, I saw someone put the top five horror movies one time. And then in the asterisk, they put limited theater um, release. Nobody saw that asterisk down there. You put this garbage ass list out there. Nobody saw the asterisk of what your list was. They're going to rip you apart. They want to see that the hitters, the heavy hitters on your list. They don't want to see the limited release movies that nobody really saw. Come on now, stop putting lists together like that. I saw somebody do that with rappers. Somebody put a list together for, for top 10 rappers. And at the bottom, they had an asterisk. And it was like, I forget what it was. It was it was some type of stupid ass thing, but like everybody was missing from the list. And it was like, what, what were they? And it was like, oh, you got to read the asterisk. Stop, stop, stop doing that. Really? I mean, it's, oh. It's stop doing that. Stop. Stop it. So let's get into the snow, uh, into the entertainment booth. No goons. Fire music. My man, Big Kurt. He's been on this show several times. He's a rapper here in Boston. Big Kurt is hooked up with the snow goons for like the fourth time. For the fourth time. Um, Oh, Kevin Jeffries hit me up. He says, you know what, bro? I could have done tonight. I completely thought you meant next week. That's my fault, bro. I wasn't thinking this week. Hey, you in the chat, Kevin. You in the chat. So you, you're still involved with this, man. So you could. And, and to be honest, if you really, 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 really wanted to come on, man. Um, I could take a quick break and um, just just drop it in here. And I'll, I'll, I'll set up the Zoom maybe. I don't know. But you in the chat. You're good. You're good, Kevin. You're in the chat. Speak to me in the chat, man. I'm watching you right now. It's coming up on the screen. And I'm ready to go. You know, I'm ready to do this because um, this is this list is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Trust and believe me. I know. I know some of y'all going to be like, oh, man, and I'm showing the clip. I'm not just I'm not just I'm not just telling you who my top five are. I'm actually showing you the clips of their deaths in the film. So you could you could say, oh damn, Keith, oh damn, Sinister One, okay. So I'm gonna show you the clips. So hang tight, hang tight. Uh, Marvel Studios, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, official trailer has been released. I was actually gonna show the trailer. My my fault. I'm tied up with this zombie apocalypse thing, and um, I was not. I don't think I was able to get the trailer to show you guys. You see here. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to get the trailer. That was my fault. Um, but it is out there. Go take a look. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania with Kang the Conqueror. Jonathan Major, yet again. <laughs> the man is the man is blowing up, people. He's blowing up. He's going to be everywhere. Everywhere. So just be sure to check him out. And... Uh, Watch this film because uh, it's leading into Secret Wars, I believe. I believe it's leading into Secret Wars. We all know about that one. Oh, yeah. Now, I've been talking about this for a minute. Mental health. Everything going on with Kanye West. But, it, you know, 
he got linked up with Candace Owens, and I said it last week on this show. She's a bitch. I'm not taking anything back. She's still a bitch. She's costing this man his status, his financial status. But Kanye West is also a grown man who knows he has mental illness. He lost his wife because he refused to go to the therapy that he was supposed to go to. He refused to take the meds that he's supposed to be on. Um, and that's why his marriage went south. You know, she gave him chance after chance after chance. It didn't work out. Now, this weekend, um, it was it was one of the worst weekends for him financially, sponsorship-wise. And, and it started with um, last week with Balenciaga. Balenciaga is, you know, they make them ugly-ass clothes and shoes and stuff on top of his Yeezys. <laughs> um, but Balenciaga makes some ugly-ass stuff. It sells for hundreds of dollars, and people eat it up. But um, he was dropped for his anti-Semitic comments that was made on that podcast, that Champs podcast. Um, I listened to it, and it was, yeah, he's crazy. He's got He's got a mental illness, and shame on anyone who brings him on to exploit that and not talk to him about the problem. Because he, he actually, during that, that show, he actually mentioned about his mental health. He actually talked about it. And you would think they would talk to him about it, maybe reach out to him or try to help him, and they didn't. Because everybody wants a soundbite. Everybody wants this crazy soundbite when he comes on. Piers Morgan. He was on Piers Morgan's show. He got on there and he was saying crazy stuff on Piers Morgan's show. And you know, Balenciaga's like, we ain't having it. We dropped them. So Balenciaga has dropped them. Oh, wow. I, I, <laughs> I just had a... I got a porn... <laughs> 69 girls, XYZ, free girls in your city. I'm going to put porn stuff up on my YouTube right now <laughs> on my broadcast. Don't be clicking it, guys. All you guys in my chat, don't be clicking the porn app either. Stay here. Watch the booth. I got the top five <laughs> black guy deaths in horror films coming up. So don't don't leave. Uh, but Balenciaga has dropped Kanye West. Also, another one. Def Jam has dropped Kanye West. His label, his music, no longer signed to Def Jam. He has been dropped. But that's really not that big of a deal because in this day and age, you can just release music on your own. You really don't, especially Kanye West. He don't need he don't need Def Jam to put his music out there. I'm looking at all the knuckleheads who are out here, black who are black males, and they're still supporting Kanye because they're on Kanye's dick and don't understand what really is going on here. You know, so, I mean, he, he lost Def Jam. And then The Gap, we had an exclusive contract with. Uh, the Gap has now removed all Yeezy merchandise. I heard somebody say that they were in the Gap store this weekend, and the Gap store announced Yeezy's clearance, 50% off, right over the loudspeaker in the store this weekend at the mall. They was like, yep. And not only did they put his merchandise on clearance and remove it, they shut down the Yeezy Gap store on the Gap website. They ain't playing. They don't want no attachment to him. No attachment to him. Oh, well, let me go back here. And also, on top of losing the stuff that I just man mentioned today in breaking news, um, he also lost um, Adidas, and he also lost his talent agency. His agent has dumped him. CAA. They dumped him. 
And then before I went live, um, the New York Post and Wall Street Journal both announced because of the loss of these deals, Kanye West is no longer in the Billionaires Club. So that verse that that Jay Z did and God did, scrap it. <laughs> Easy's not a billionaire. He's not in that club no more. Um, Jay Z's gonna have to rewrite his shit. Uh, Dave Haggerty, Jalen Brown just dropped Donde Sports. Yes, yes, Jalen Brown. So that was the talk around here. So for, for those who don't know, um, Jalen Brown is he plays for the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown is is tight. Like when I say he's tight, he's tight with Easy. He's super tight. Um, last week when people started dropping. Somebody had said, because the Celtics, you know, the season opened up. A lot of the discussion right away was on his relationship and his friendship with Yeezy. And um, thank you, Dave Haggerty, because I didn't know that. What's up, Jeff Sergio? What's going on? Um, I didn't know that, but that's big. That's big. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about when, when black people need to recognize something and be like, okay, you know, we got we to gotta think about this. And he just dropped Donde Sports. Now, Donda is, is you know, named after um, his mother. And when you see, you know, he named the album Donda. He was coming out with Donda 2. I've said this before and I've said it again. He's had mental issues from day one, Kanye West. But when his mother died during plastic surgery, which he was paying for, um, he's never dealt with that guilt. He's never dealt with that guilt. And I'm pretty sure he holds that guilt as being responsible for his mother's death. But for those who know Kanye West and the history of Kanye West, the talk of Kanye West's mental illness goes all the way back to his first track, his first release. And I, hold on, I got to do something right now because this is one of my biggest pet peeves. When you put a necklace on and you put it on backwards, and you know some people could just do the whole show and be like, "I'm good," and not be bothered. But <laughs> this is one of the things that you know is going to bug that. You know what? My OCD is going to drive me crazy it, it, that it's backwards. I'm going to fix my chain, put it on the right way. Because <laughs> I seen it, and I was covering it up. You see me, guys? I was covering it up because it was backwards. It was bugging the hell out of me. So just let me let me fix it because I'm mad. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like the toilet paper in the bathroom. I'm an over guy. I'm not an under, I'm not an under guy when it comes to toilet paper. So if, if I see like the toilet paper back, if I go into like a public restroom and if I use the bathroom and the toilet paper is under instead of over, I, I flip it. I change it. <laughs> I'm dead up. Yo, if you if you if you all got something crazy like that in the chat, please make me feel like I'm not crazy. <laughs> just just let me know. Just let me know if you got something like that. But that I I am. I'm I'm like that. There's some things that I get. Oh my God! I just can't let it go. Just can't let it go. But um, Yeezy. Um, the song that that blew Yeezy up was through the wire. And for those who don't know what happened there is that Yeezy did did a song, and he got in an accident, and that accident led to him getting a wire in his mouth. He almost he almost died. Um, and he came up with the song through the wire. It was a huge song. That was the song that set off and started Kanye West's career. That was the song. If you go back and look and you follow some of the early interviews and some of the early stories, um, the, one of the stories was, was that 
some people who were involved with this and that accident, they felt that that night Kanye was trying to commit suicide. Look it up. It's out there. It's out there. It's, a, it's been a rumor for ages because there was an incident. There was something that happened at that studio that night when he was doing music before that song was released and finished and, and became this hit. There was something that went down and, and Kanye wasn't happy. He left. He left the studio mad. And then he had that car crash. So the mental illness stories have been out there with Yeezy since day one. And the fact that Candace Owens is running his pockets and making him look like a fool and he's and cost him all this money right now. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. I'm just going to leave it right at that. Um, getting into the sports booth, we're going to hold off because before we get into the sports booth, we're going to do... My top five black guy horror deaths in horror film or horror TV. So, you guys ready for this? You guys in the chat, y'all ready for this? I need I need you guys to agree with me and uh, let me know what you think when it comes to this here. Um, because I put this list together. I'm actually going to show you guys the clip of the film. And, and the death, and we are gonna go from there, and and show you guys. So you guys, you guys ready for this? <laughs> Kevin Jeffries, I know, I know the free girls in your city. I know the porn links. Don't be saving them, guys, and clicking on them. And some of you ladies out there, you might, you might be freaky like that. You might, you might click that link. <laughs> um, you guys ready for this? this? This list. So this list consists of. The top five black guy horror deaths in film or TV. These are these see, and the reason why I came up with this list is because my son Terrell, my son Terrell sent me a, a, a TikTok of something, and I was dying laughing because for me, you know, when it comes to horror films, you know, black guys don't ever really last, you know. Back in the day, black guys, if it wasn't a black exploitation horror movie, we, we got killed in the opening credits. We, we, we didn't last. And then things started to change. You know, actors got bigger and better. And, you know, black guys started living a little longer in horror movies. And in some of these cases, some of these cases that you're going to see, the guys lived almost right up to the end of the film, which is which is a pure Hollywood accomplishment when a black guy lasts till the end of the film Let alone survives in some of these movies Let alone survives it's usually we 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 kill right in the open like in the open credits you know you know why you know really why because our movies wanted to keep the realism most black people are gone we you can't really make a horror movie based on black people because we don't stick around Haunted houses, things of that sort. We don't stick around. The house is going up for sale. If I hear something, the house is going up for sale. The next day, I'm calling the realtor. You know you're upside down in your house, right? On your mortgage, Mr. Hayes, right? I don't care. I don't care. I'm selling it. Sell it. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh. So let's get into this. Um, this is the top five, but I have... An honorable mention on the on this list. Um, let me just see here. So, 
So I got these as... I'm going to just make sure I got these right. Before I show them to you. Because I don't want to mess up my list. Uh, my first one is an honorable mention. Honorable mention. In other words, he his death was good, but he didn't make the top five. But his death is worth being mentioned. So here is my honorable mention for black guy deaths in films. This is Seth Gillum. And Seth Gillum was in... Let's see. He was in... Let me see here. Hold on. Let me get this right, because I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to mess this up. So we got that one there. That one there. Got that one there. Got that one there. Got that one there. We got that one there. See, I'm teasing you guys. <laughs> I'm teasing you guys. I want you guys to... I, I need you guys to really talk to me on this one. I need you guys to drop it in the chat. Kevin Jeffries, I know you're ready because you're a horror movie guy just like me. So here's the first one. This is Seth Gillum. Black guy hard death. Honorable mention. He didn't make the cut, but I got I to mention my man. Let me set the scene up for you. Let me set the scene up for you. Starship Troopers. One of the, one of the few black guys in the movie. He almost. Seth Gillum almost. Made it to the end. But he died an honorable death, which is why he receives the honorable mention in Sinister One's top five black guy horror deaths. Here we go. was Seth Gillum, honorable mention, Starship Troopers. He, he almost, he almost made it to the end of the film. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been able to turn the tide and get that bug, you know, the, 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 the smart bug, you know, and, and kill that smart bug. Um, so his, his sacrifice allowed them to defeat the bugs in Starship Troopers. Seth Gillum, you get 
an honorable mention. All right. Now, let's get into our top five. Hey, Marco, how's it going? From the Philippines. I love it when people come in here from other countries and watch the booth. I love it. I love it when you come from another country and you watch the booth. Oh, Kevin Jeffries said he never seen Starship Troopers. What? 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 You never seen Starship Troopers? Damn! The hell you not seen? Man, Kevin. Kevin. I'm assigning you Kevin Jeffries. Happy hour, Lido. I'm assigning you homework. I'm assigning you homework. This this month is Halloween. The 31st is, is coming up fast. I need you to watch Starship Troopers. I need you to watch Starship Troopers. I'm not going to need you to report on this show your thoughts. Now I'm booking you on this show so we can have your thoughts on Starship Troopers. Let's book a date. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two weeks, Kevin. It can't be two weeks because um, I got I got the guys coming on November 8th next week. But I'm giving you a homework assignment, Kevin. Let's get this shit done. Third week of November, Kevin. The first, I've got Maggie Penny coming on and Gina Hart, uh, Jamie Hodges coming on November 1st. November 8th, I got my guys coming on. Kevin Jeffries has till the 15th. You have the fifth till the 15th watch Starship Troopers. That's your homework assignment, Kevin. Okay? If you do anything else from here and now, make sure you watch Starship Troopers. I'm going to bring you on on the 15th, and you're going to give me your review of Starship Troopers. Okay? You, you See, you were supposed to come on this show with me tonight, and you were supposed to talk with me about these top five. Now, I just gave my honorable mention. Seth Gillum gave his life. Gave his life. And you wouldn't even been able to talk to me about the honorable mention of Seth Gillum's Sergeant Sugar was his name. Sergeant Sugar giving his life against these ruthless bugs. Come on, Kevin. Man, you got two weeks. You got two weeks. Okay. Let's get into my next one. Number five. We are in the top five right now. Here we go. Vincent Greg Dupree. Vincent Greg Dupree. He was in Friday the 13th, Part 8. Jason Takes Manhattan. This is the one that made me put together this list because my son reminded me how when all of us black dudes, because first of all, all of us as black dudes, when we saw Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, first of all, we was happy at the fact that he wasn't killed in the first five, ten minutes. He made it all the way to Manhattan with Jason. And then he gets killed. Now, this was an Olympic hopeful. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. He was he was he was ready to go to Golden Gloves today. He was ready to do things. He was to be the next Ali. Vincent Greg Dupree let his white friends go on. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay here. I'm going to stay and try to keep Jason back. This right here is Greg Dupree. Vincent Greg Dupree. Number five of my list. Black guy horror deaths in film. Here we go. 
These are Conroe's keep the feet, Mike. This is it. Vincent Greg Dupree, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan here. And here's the problem with this, man. Vincent, your coach let you down, yo. You're, look, Vincent, I'm watching this movie. I'm feeling for you. I want to jump on the screen and help you fight Jason. But here's the thing, man. You just can't, you just can't be throwing lefts and rights. Your footwork was good. But I didn't see no combinations. I didn't see one uppercut. You didn't take one uppercut on Jason. Maybe you might have staggered Jason if you caught him with an uppercut. But instead, you you wasting all your shots. You coming with these wide lefts, wide rights, wide lefts, wide rights. Then you start working the body. Start working the body. But you're not looking up at him to see when you can get that uppercut in. Maybe if you put that uppercut in, boom. You could maybe maybe you could have took Jason up, but you didn't. Your your coach let you down. Your boxing coach let you down. That's why you number five, <laughs> Vincent. That's why you number five. You got your head. Punched in a dumpster. <laughs> All right. Now, for number four, for number four, <clears throat> we got a tie. We got a tie. And this one is coming from the show Walking Dead. Actors Ian E. Singleton and Tyler James Williams. Now, Ian E. Singleton, I actually, thanks to Kevin Tachi, I was able to actually interview Irony e. Singleton um, the week after this happened. Um, Iron Eagle East. I got Iron Eagle on the brain. Iron e. Singleton was one of the original black characters on The Walking Dead. He lasted three seasons and he died in like episode eight. Episode eight of the third season. So, so for me, 
he did his thing. He didn't die in the first season. He didn't die in the second season. It took three seasons before Heine Singleton, the first black male original character, to T Dog, to die. And I and I give him props. The next death is a tie. Tyler James Williams. Now, for you guys who don't know who Tyler James Williams is, Tyler James Williams. <laughs> Kevin Jeffrey said the ninja should have took martial arts. <laughs> um, Tyler James Williams is the actor who played Chris Rock on Everybody Hates Chris. He did a little stint on The Walking Dead. His death is tied with Ine Singleton. So here they are, right here. Here's number four, Ine Singleton, Tyler James Williams. It's a tie. Here you go. Mm-mm. Mm. So, so Ine Singleton, his death was a game changer because at that time, Carol was, you know, this meek, you know, her husband was beat, had beaten, beaten her up and stuff. She was an abused woman. And um, there were, there were certain events in Carol's life during the zombie apocalypse that changed her to make Carol effing badass that she is now on that show. And Ine Singleton's um, T-Dog sacrificing himself and he really he really didn't sacrifice himself because he was already bit he was already bit but he still gave the the last his last breath so carol could get out and carol became the badass that she is so irony singleton you definitely get mentioned you are in the top five you are number four for black guy horror deaths from me
Tyler James at the tie. And the dude who snuck out and, and allowed Tyler Williams to get chewed up in front of Glenn, right in front of his eyes, um, he ends up he ended up shooting himself and committing suicide because he couldn't even deal with all that. And um, he, he, he ended up killing himself. But to just see, you know, the kid from Everybody Hates Chris, who was already getting hated on now on The Walking Dead, you get hated on and, and get eaten up by zombies. So <laughs> he said, Kevin Jeffy said, Ninja should have had a sword. That's Michonne. You can't take the swords away from Michonne. Nobody else can have swords. That's she got that. All right. Number three. Number three, Maggie. I see Maggie. Maggie said, if LL makes the top five cut, I will be impressed. LL Cool J. Nope. He didn't make the cut. If I had if I if I had to put together a top ten list. Of black guy deaths in horror films, LL Cool J would have made the top ten. He would have made he would have made the top ten, but he didn't. He didn't make my top five. LL didn't make my top five. Um, Samuel Jackson didn't make my top five. His was mad quick. <laughs> the shot got his ass. Um, but um, nope, LL Cool J and Samuel Jackson did not make my list. Sorry. So here we go. Number three. For black guy hard deaths in film or TV. Number three, this man was actually the main character. He was actually the star of the film, of this horror film. He was the star. Yet he gave the ultimate sacrifice for his crew. And this was a movie that I remember I went to see this movie. It's a sci-fi horror movie. The name of the movie is Event Horizon. When I went to see this movie, I had super low expectations because, you know, they promoted this as a, as a sci-fi horror. The really only true sci-fi horror that had been successful at that time was Alien. And I'm like, man, that's going to be tough. That's This is going to be tough to beat. And I went in with kind of low expectations. But I can tell you right now, if you haven't seen Event Horizon, it is one of the, the most... It's, it's, it's based on a haunted spaceship in the middle of space. And when you heard this, you were kind of like, oh, that sounds that sounds hokey. That sounds stupid. I don't know how this is going to top Alien. But Event Horizon was a badass, scary-ass movie. Number three, Lawrence Fishburne, right here. This is it. The number three, black guy hard death, Lawrence Fishburne, Event Horizon. Here it is right now. They're not your crew anymore. They belong to the ship. Take me. You take me, you leave them alone. No. There is no escape. The gateway is open. And you are all coming with me. Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? Yes. I see. No! 
Lawrence Fishburne. Who so for me, Lawrence Fishburne, I became a Lawrence Fishburne fan many, many years ago because they used to show Cornbread Earl and me on BET when BET first started. When BET first started back in the day, they had like four programs. <laughs> and they just they just played them four programs and movies in rotation 24-7 on BET when it first started. And one of the things that BET showed when they first started during that 24-7 was Cornbread Earl and me which was based on a basketball player who gets shot by the police in, in racial in a racial profiling thing. And and he was young. He was young and he witnessed the shooting um, at that time. So, you know, Cornbread was his basketball player. And I forget, damn, I should lose my black card on this. But the, 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 the part of the basketball player was actually played by a basketball player back then. Um, if you guys can remember, drop in the chat. But um, Cornbread Earl and me, Lawrence Fishburne. He was Larry Fishburne back then, but then he, you know, he got he got big. He had to he had to change Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. Um in the chat, Maggie. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta give a correction here, Maggie. LL Cool J is actually the first black guy to be in two horror films and make it all the way to the end and not die. Because I thought he died in Deep Blue Sea. And he didn't. He survived Deep Blue Sea and he survived Halloween H2O. So with that being said, um, he wouldn't even make this list because he didn't die. He survived. So we, we got to give props to him for that. So, but thank you. Thank you again. Um, I had to check that. Um, but here we go. Here we go. Number two. If you guys can guess what number two and number one is, you win absolutely nothing. But number two. Come on now. Come on now. The man who slapped Chris Rock across his face. The man who's taking home Academy Awards. The man who's been doing action films. He did, but he did a horror film, which was a remake of a, of a Charlton Heston movie that I loved back in the day. This is Will Smith. I am legend. He is the number two black guy hard death on my top five black guy hard deaths of all time. Here's Will Smith in I am legend.
The cure is in her blood. Paul, shoot. Shoot, it'll be safe. Ethan, get in. Come on, get in. Get in. Ed. I think this is why you're here. What are you doing? I'm listening. Neville, there's running here. Come. They're not gonna stop. They're not gonna stop. Stay until dawn. Now remember, Will Smith actually created the virus that caused that whole thing in I Am Legend. So he was, you know, he had this whole thing. So, but he gave his life. He, you know, he saw the butterfly in the glass, you know, and he heard his daughter and he, you know, he made it right. You know, he, he, you know, he took the sample of the blood, gave it to her so she can get away. And Will Smith sacrificed, you know, and, and, you know, it was, it was a great scene. Good movie. But Will Smith is my number two Black guy horror death of all time in horror film or horror television. Number two. Here we go. I see all y'all in the chat. Y'all ready for number one? I, 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 let me let me see in the chat. Y'all ready for number one? Can I can I can I get into number one? Can I get into number one? Are we are we ready for this? Number one. Now I've always said this. Luckily, I've been in a couple of films. I've never been in a horror film. My man Mark Trapetta, he was in a horror film. He was in a slasher film. The main killer in the film put him through a wall and all this stuff. And I envied Mark. Because one of the things I've always wanted to do was be in a horror film. Always. My mom, my mom's passing was October 31st. My mom passed away on October 31st. And, you know, it was crazy at the fact that my mom passed away on Halloween because my mom raised us watching horror movies. My mom took us to see movies like Carrie, The Exorcist, when we was little. You know, and we'd be in the movie theater, people be looking at her like we was crazy. You know, I remember my mom taking me to see Stephen King's Carrie, and when Carrie's arms came about the grave at the end, I broke out crying in the movie theater. Like, I was screaming and crying in the movie theater when that, that was like 76. And my mom raised us to watch all these crazy horror I, I remember my mom and my dad they allowed us to watch the first airing of Night of the Living Dead. It was shown on, on TV 38 at midnight. 
It was the first time it had ever been shown on TV uncut. And I remember us watching, me and my brother, we watched Night of the Living Dead with my parents. And guess what? All four of us slept in the bed then. <laughs> that's a true story. That's no lie. If you hit my brother up, he will tell you. We were so scared. We slept in the bed with my mother and father that night after watching Night of the Living Dead. I, I remember it distinctively. We didn't. Oh, my God. We were so scared. <laughs> and from then on, my brother has been a horror movie fan. My, my my mother made us to be horror movie fans. We've been horror movie fans and for ages. We've seen everything. We've seen every, we've come out to go see everything. I got my most favorite horror horror zombie movies right here. The remake of Dawn of the Dead, which was insane. It was insane. It was one of the best. And for those who don't know, about this zombie movie right here, this zombie classic, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead remake number two was so badass, but people don't realize this. This was one of my most favorite director's debut films. This man went on to make the biggest movie ever, ever in the in the history of 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 independent films it got a he made the film 300 it got the shitty opening date because nobody thought anybody was going to go see it and 300 ended up being the biggest movie ever that director's name who did this as his debut film dawn of the dead was zach snyder zach snyder the man who put together the masterpiece of the redone justice league movie Zack Snyder. That's why this movie right here was so good. That's why it was so good. This was Zack Snyder's first film. And that was that was a badass remake. Actors, all the actors were on point. Um, everything. Everything was on point. Everything was on point in that movie. Um, B. Marie says Night of the Living Dead is hilarious. hilarious. Are you talking about the remake Night of the Living Dead? Which was kind of the original 1968 black and white night of the living dead. They're coming to get you, Martha, Margaret. That shit was scary. So I don't, I don't know what V Marie's talking about. The night of the living dead was hilarious. The black and the black and white one. I don't know about, I didn't see nothing funny about that one. Hell no. My brother will tell you. The scene where the where the zombie girl kills the mother with the planting, the potting. I used to have to cover my eyes and close my ears every time that scene came on. Every time that scene came on, I couldn't watch that scene when the zombie girl kills her mother with the potting while she's eating her dad. Oh, she said it's hilarious. I don't look. I don't see nothing. I didn't see nothing funny about the original. There was nothing funny in that movie. And oh. The fact that we almost did have a black guy survive till the end of that movie. That was almost the first time a black guy ever survived to the end of the movie, but he didn't. He got shit. He got shot by some hillbillies in the head because they thought he was a zombie at the end. And that was even scarier and spookier as they took his body and they put it out on the fire. He said, I saw her as a kid, so I was traumatized. We were. I'm not going to lie. Yo, we was me. And my brother was we We was scared. Oh, man, we were scared. All right. So as I said, we're going to get into this number one. The number one black guy death in horror 
and TV, film, death, for me, like I said, I've been in a couple of movies, but I never was in a horror movie. But if I was in a horror movie and I had to die, if they said to me, Keith, you're gonna, we're going to put you in this movie, but you're going to die. You're going to die. I'm good. I'm good, but I'm going to tell you right now. Here we go. You're going to pay me the money to die in this film. You're going to tell me right now that I'm going to die. Here's how I'm going to die. I'm going to die like this ninja right here. I'm going to die like this ninja right here. I'm not going out like Seth Gillum. Give me the bomb. Give me the bomb. I'm not going out like Seth Gillum. No. I'm not going out like Vincent Dupree. Throwing all these punches, but not one uppercut. I'm not going out like him. I'm not going out like Iron E. Singleton. Not watching his back when there's a whole bunch of zombies around and gets bit. And now he has to sacrifice himself so Carol can become a badass. I'm not about that. I'm not about that. I'm not going to be Tyler James Williams. Stuck in a, in a revolving door with nowhere to go. Stupid place to run when you're in the zombie apocalypse. When zombies are coming after you, there's a revolving door. When there's zombies on the outside, zombies on the inside. You know that that's just going to be a bad look. So I'm not going to be him. I'm not going to be Lawrence Fishburne up in space. Because I got my feelings about being up in space anyway. So I'm not, I'm not going to be Lawrence Fishburne in this film. I'm not even going to be Will Smith. Because I'm not the type of guy that's going to create a disease that mutates everybody from the get-go. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm a Libra. I like everything balanced. <laughs> so for me, so for me, number one, black guy death in horror movie. This is going to be me. This is going to be me in the film. You ain't going to catch me with my pants down. You ain't going to catch me sleeping. I'm going to go out. And if I'm going out, I'm going out. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. When I saw this movie and this part happened, because a lot of people, a lot of people don't even like this movie. A lot of people feel like that this movie was the worst of the series. And I was like, what? The worst of the series? Are you kidding me? It's one of the best of the series. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's one of the best of the city series my number one black guy death and this is the way i want to go in a horror movie this is the way i want to go charles dutton alien three sigourney weavers put on a prison planet with all men who've committed sexual crimes murder and things of this sort but charles dutton is like the religious type leader of this group He's had these guys atone for their sins, and he's told them that, you know, the, the day is going to come where you're going to have to die and answer for your sins. And during this whole film, you learn to love Charles Dutton. Sigourney Weaver's character had mad respect for Charles Dutton's character. Charles Dutton almost made it to the end of the movie. But he did this. Come on, son. This right here. Y'all know where the alien is. The alien is armored. They've got two sets of teeth. They drew acid from their mouths. They're fast. They take on the aspects of whatever they were impregnated into. Alien 3. Charles Dutton. This is how I want to go. 
right here, my number one boo right here, Charles Dutton, Alien 3. Here's the clip right here. This is how I want to go out. This is how black guys die in movies, right here. Here we go. Go out in a horror movie. That's how. That's how you go out. That's how you die as a black guy. Charles Dutton wasn't having the alien, bro. He was like, "Low, yo." He was straight out. He was like, "Fuck you, bring it." Is that all you? You heard him? You heard him while he's dying and fighting him? He was fighting the alien. He's like, "Is that all you got? Oh, oh all you can do is bite. All you can do is bite. Come on." That's how I, That's how I'm going out. In a horror film, that's how I want to go out. I don't want to be soft. I don't want to be. I want to be. I want to go out like Charles Dutton in Alien Three. That's how I want to go out. Right there. That's my number one black guy horror death in horror film and TV. Charles Dutton, Alien Three. If you agree, drop it. Drop it. Let me know because I'm telling you, that's that's me. I'm not going out like some punk ass on a rooftop and get my head knocked off. Go ahead. Take your best shot. That's not me. That's not me. I'm Charles Dutton. I'm Charles Dutton. I'm fighting right to the end. Fighting right to the end. You hear him? He was like, he's like, pour the lead. <laughs> Aliens chewing his guts up. He's still punching at the alien who's armored. He still tells Sigourney Weaver while he's dying. <laughs> Alien movies are sci-fi horror. It was considered horror genre. That was the that's a that's a whole another debate. V. Marie says, V. Marie says, Alien movies are sci-fi though, not horror. Unfortunately, um, that was a whole debate when the first Alien movie came out. It was it was in the horror genre. Um, and a lot of people argued with that, and they kept that that whole horror tag, that horror sci-fi tag, um, throughout the genre. So, um, a lot of people debate that. A lot of people debate about that being um, a horror sci-fi film. But I'm again, Charles Dutton. I'm there. I'm there. That's me. That's me. And that's me. That's me. <laughs> um. <clears throat> She said, LOL, let's debate. The reason why, um, and if I remember this correctly, actually, my brother would know this one better than me. The reason why it's qualified as a horror film is because of the, the way the alien 
was created in the characteristics of the alien and the way the movie was written. It, there's a whole, trust me, there was a whole thing about it um, as, as to why it, it's considered a horror film. But we can talk about that. He's still staying on it. But like we said, we've got homework, but we got we, we don't have to assign more homework because we already got Kevin Jeffries. Kevin Jeffries got homework. So um, let's see what we got. Here. Let's get into the sports booth because it's 813 in the sports booth. Uh, Brockton Highs, Peter Colombo played his final regular season game at Marciano Stadium. As you guys know, Peter Colombo is retiring from coaching football. Brockton High is one of the best high schools in the nation when it comes to football. Um, they beat New Bedford 35-25 to in the final game. And then this week also, the New England Patriots High School Coach of the Week was also named. It was Peter Colombo. So big ups to Peter Colombo. Kudos on being named the Coach of the Week. As their season is getting ready to wind down, they're actually playing at Fenway Park. The high school game, the Thanksgiving game, is being played at Fenway Park this year. Um, I'm, a, I'm a wuss. If it's cold, I can't be there. But I would love to see Brockton High take on. I forget who they It's a rival game, but I forget who they are playing this year at Fenway Park. Um, Belichick is mum on starter after last night's debacle in Foxborough where the Patriots lost 35-14 to to the Bears. Now, here's the thing about this. They didn't know who the starter was right up until the start of the game because even Peyton Manning and Eli Manning on their broadcast said that they asked to interview whoever was starting and the Patriots refused to allow them to interview because they were like, well, if we let you, if we interview, allow you to interview someone, you're going to know who's starting and Belichick doesn't want nobody to know. So Belichick played this game right up until game time as to who was starting. Belichick claims that the plan, the plan was to have both quarterbacks play. Well, we know what happened. Mac Jones got in there. He threw in the INT and Belichick quickly pulled him because the fan base in Foxborough was cheering for they wanted Zappy out there. Well, guess what happened? He gave everybody Bailey Zappy, and for the lap, for that second quarter, oh man, it was insane, insane. He he made a pass to Devontae Parker that was just crazy. He made it was insane. Of course, some of it was blown coverages, but it was still insane. Everybody thought they were seeing some type of transition. Even reporters were getting unprofessional. They thought they were seeing something, and then the pages went into halftime. Come out at halftime. And it was downhill from there. <laughs> it was it was a mess. Two interceptions, a fumble. Um, he was thrown off his back. It, it was it was a mess. Bailey Zappi is not happy. Nope. And they Belichick still hasn't said who's going to be QB this week because they take on the Jets. Um, but I think it's going to be Mac Jones. You got to build up Mac Jones. And for all you guys out there, for all you people out there who's talking about this game last night, and for all y'all talking about. Oh, you know, Belichick don't like Mac Jones. He didn't want Mac Jones in the first place. He had Mac Jones forced down his throat by Bob. No, he didn't. Shut up. Stop that. Come on now. Sit down. You obviously don't pay attention to football. You obviously don't. You don't pay attention to football if you think that's if, they, if you think that's true. That's bullshit. Mac Jones came from Alabama. Mac Jones was coached by Nick Saban. Nick Saban is Belichick's best friend. The reason why Mac Jones is here and got drafted is because he already had talked to Nick Saban. He already knew what type of quarterback he was getting. So for you all out there pushing this whole, oh, that was Bob Kraft's pick. No, it wasn't. Shut up. 
that up. I'm tired of all you people on Facebook and social media who don't know shit about what's going on. You out there talking all this stuff and don't know nothing. Man. Man, stop it. But we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen against the Jets. We'll see. But it's probably going to be Mac Jones because you got to build him back up. You got to get his confidence back up. And I feel I feel Belichick pulled the plug too early on him last night. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Uh, ESPN's College Game Day. Guess what? They are not covering the Power Five this weekend. ESPN's College Game Day is heading to Jackson State. Deion said, I'll be watching this game because they are playing Southern Tigers. This is a rival game. So they are going to be there this weekend. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see this one. Can't wait to see this one. Also, last week, Tom Brady had to issue an apology for his controversial comments about deployment being the same as going off to football camp and this and that. And everybody who's in the military and everybody who's done their time were all up in arms and pissed about Tom Brady's comments and blah, 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 blah. And I get it. You can feel some type of way. You can. You truly can feel some type of way about Tom Brady's comments. The problem is, is that if you're going to be mad at Tom Brady, be mad at the entire league, be mad at the military. Because guess what? We're coming into November. During the month of November, there's a whole paid promotion by the military for the NFL to promote the military. And then they run these promos and all these things about how football players are similar to, 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 to soldiers. We use that term soldiers of the gridiron. We call rival matches as battles and wars and this and that. And guess what? His comments, if he made them in November, sitting next to a veteran, you all would have accepted it. You all would have ate it up. But because it wasn't, it, it's... It's it's this big issue, and y'all try to cancel. You could be you could be mad. You could be mad and dislike his comments, but I don't think he should be canceled for his comments. Okay, we'll knock it off. Stop all that. Um, also, oh man, Antonio Brown trolled Tom Brady twice in one week. He photoshopped a picture of him and put Tom Brady's head. He went to the point. Now let's let me get into it. AB's Photoshop skills are pretty good. <laughs> Because he took the picture of him when he took his shirt off at the Giants game and lost his mind. Um, he photoshopped his body white. And then he put Tom Brady's head on there. And he said, put that shit on. So he trolled Tom Brady. And now, remember the picture I showed you guys weeks ago where he photoshopped himself in Tom Brady's Super Bowl win with Tampa Bay and, and Giselle's hugging him? That Photoshop picture, he's now put on the t-shirt called the Boomin' and... He's selling the shirt. And AB's giving the proceeds to charity supporting what he calls America's fatherless kids. First of all, AB, you're doing too much. You're doing too much to Tom Brady. Now I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. Oh, Chris, Chris Gaggy said highlight of my day for Tuesday. He out of work. Catch the end of the booth. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Um Tom Brady, I put the offer out there last week. The offer still stands. If this was the hood, you should have pulled up to A.B.'s. You should have been rolled up. You should have been. Look, look, when he put the book out there with your kid on the front, talking about daddy don't live here no more, you should have pulled up. That was three strikes. You should have pulled up. Now here we are another week. Your team is one in five. You got nothing else better to do. Pull up. Pull up. 
This is a man you let him in your house. Pull up. Stop this, Tom. Don't let him keep clowning you like this, Tom. Don't. Biden bombshells. Progressive Democrats retract their letter to Biden in regards to Ukraine. So the, 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 there was a group of Democrats who wanted Biden to step up and speak with Putin to try to stop this invasion. Um, it was a furious, it, it, was a, it was a bad debate behind closed doors. Um, I guess they wrote this letter, you know, telling him, but then they had to retract it. Retract it. And one of the things is I'm going to hold this conversation for when my guys are on in two weeks. Because one of the reasons why is that, you know, Biden can't really do anything without going through the U.N., because, you know, we've got these sanctions already. We've got these things in place. And I get it. Everybody's worried now because Iran is now involved. Iran gave drones to Russia that they're using the Ukraine. And now there's this whole discussion about um, Russia using a dirty bomb. A dirty bomb isn't a nuclear bomb, but it's a bomb that's with radioactive waste. Um, and, it, and it can still cause damage and contaminate an area for years. Um, but there's this rumor of that Russia may be headed that course. Um that brings me into the second part of this. Actually, this would be in the, it would be in the Ukraine. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring it up then. But um, also in the Biden bombshell, student loan forgiveness has been paused after a court challenge. Um, they're saying that Biden doesn't have the right to do something like this without getting um, all the approvals that he's supposed to get. So anybody who has gone to studentaid.gov and filled out to have their student debt canceled, it's going to be paused. But they're telling you still go to the website and fill it out so you keep your spot in line so in other words just because it's frozen doesn't mean you can't apply to cancel your student debt so they're telling people hey still go there still go on the site still apply and you'll be put into queue you'll be put into line and then if this gets lifted they'll start processing and go from there um, they had already started processing some people and now they're trying to figure out what's going to happen with those who are processing issue checks so we're going to find out what's going to happen there. But just keep your eyes on that, people. This is something to watch on. He said, Petty. Who would oppose this but assholes? <laughs> Says Bianca Marie. Um, I got to look it up because I got to see if this judge who did it is one of the Trump-appointed judges. I've got to find out and see. But they're saying it's it's not it's not going to be that long. So they're, they're, I think they're expecting it to get lifted in the future. Uh, Ukraine invasion. Putin's key allies are now attacking him openly about the operations in the Ukraine. Putin's been getting his ass kicked since he's invaded. We're 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 almost going to be a year into this um, when we get into 2023, and um, he hasn't taken over anything. They've they've gotten their asses kicked. They're spending a lot of money. The sanctions are kicking ass, and um, a lot of Putin's people are starting to really speak out against him and this military operation. People in Russia themselves are speaking out against it. Russian soldiers are shooting themselves in the leg so they don't have to fight and come back. They've also now reported that they've got Russian soldiers who have now defected to the side of the Ukraine. And they're fighting with Ukraine soldiers side by side. So this here is the biggest black eye in Putin's legacy. And I'm going to talk about this um, on the show. So, man. Um these are the guys who support my show. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me and, and doing what you need to do. But these are the people who support my show. Thank you very much. Um, the shows I produce, She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio, 
Happy hour with Lido. I see Kevin Jeffries in the chat. Talk back with Gloria Shea. Maddie C Sports for you and me. He's got a show with Andrew Valdina, the Gladiator, coming up at 8.30. Also remember, October 28th, it ends. The Brockton's Farmer's Market ends on October 28th, Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Also, Boston Music Awards, you want to make sure to vote for our man, Scott Sandinato. He did the video for Let's Roll, videographer of the year, Boston Music Awards. Also, the It Factor Live is coming up October 30th. I am one of the judges this Sunday, live at the Rhino Lounge in Waltham, Mass. And Vianna Marie is involved with a DNA Cypher event. That DNA Cypher event, it takes place this Friday night. And um, you guys have never seen her. Um, do it, but it's it's the DNA in the lab cipher event it is this Friday night at 8 p.m. And um, if you want to check it out, make sure to go on our website, see what's going on, and um, we will we will love to see you there. Uh, they are collecting books from October 20th to December 20th. Uh, Mark's Army Book Drive. Army Book Drive. So make sure to check that out. That's uh, 48 Lot Street. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it for these guys. And um, I don't know. Away, we need to go now live to the White House press room for an emergency military briefing. The state of emergency has been declared in the United States of America, including all overseas dependencies and the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. We face, we, uh, for reasons yet to be determined, the bodies of the recently deceased are returning to life and attacking the living. The scope of this epidemic is now reaching global proportions. The president has sent to Congress a package of initiatives which will be explained by the Secretary of Defense, Mr. Martin Emery. Mr. Secretary. 
As of 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the President has declared the continental United States under martial law. A nationwide curfew of 7 p.m. tonight has been put into effect, and any citizen caught outdoors between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. is subject to arrest and detention without counsel. All reserve military personnel and National Guard are ordered to report for immediate deployment. All law enforcement, firefighting, and emergency personnel will be federalized effective immediately. All communications facilities, including the use of landline and cellular telephone facilities, will be reserved for military and rescue operations. In order to halt the spread of this contagion, our nation's borders to Canada and Mexico have been sealed. No longer seek shelter in private residences, no matter how safely protected or well-stocked. Retain all ownership records of private property, but do not attempt to transport or defend said property. Rest assured, looters will be prosecuted with deadly force, as will any attempts at vigilanteism or secessionist political activity. No questions. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, meow. You guys, meow. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, no I've been upstate and y'all think I'm playing And I gotta hit now For these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying Try me, try me and I'll probably end up laughing Cause I never back down I'm that chick with a clean ass whip I don't need that shit Cause I got my own now I get hurt, I get tired of fuss and fighting Guess I gotta crack down Don't mess with me cause on everything I'ma have to bring the whole city W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T-O-B-A-Z-O-O-N-A-T